with the scent of potpourri, filled to commit to memory. Crossing the felt roads, watching from home on my TV, looking at all my eyes can see. Tell me I view obsessively. Hello and welcome to The Obsessive Viewer, where a podcast reviewing one or two new release titles every episode with an occasional free-for-all segment at the end that we call Potpourri. You can find more of our work at ObsessiveViewer.com, and if you'd like to support us and get access to hundreds of exclusive episodes, you can join our Patreon at Patreon.com slash ObsessiveViewer. Uh, this week on the Patreon, I've just released my uh, part four of my six-part read-along review of Stephen King's Everything's Eventual, and on Tuesday of this week, I posted my latest full-length Patreon potpourri episode where I review four movies I've watched recently. This week, I covered four Apple TV Plus movies, uh, Flora and Son, Fingernails, Tetris, and The Beanie Bubble. And as well on Patreon, my immediate reaction review of Bradley Cooper's Maestro was posted on the Patreon this week as well. Again, you can sign up at patreon.com slash obsessive viewer for all that and a crap load more content. Um, uh, consider checking that out and uh, help support the show. I'm your host, Matt Hurt, and you can find me on social media, including Letterboxd at Obsessive Viewer and on TikTok at OV Podcasts. And today on the show, we'll be reviewing the new Eli Roth movie, Thanksgiving, which is currently out in theaters. And we'll also be reviewing Please Don't Destroy the Treasure of Foggy Mountain, which is streaming on Peacock. And joining me today to do that is my friend and IFJA colleague, Brent Luthold, whose written reviews, as well as his Awaken the Dark podcast, can be found at awakenthedark.com. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, Brent. How is it going this lovely Sunday evening? It's going great. Nice. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you for joining me. Um, it was kind of a last minute thing. I was watching, I uh, saw Thanksgiving today and then came home and watched Please Don't Destroy. And then now we're here. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been an eventful day. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, not eventful, really. It's just been, I've watched movies. Um, so <laughs> pretty much a normal day. Um, but yeah, but how have you been? And, and if you, if you want, uh, feel free to tell, uh, the listeners about Awake in the Dark and anything you've, uh, posted recently too. Yeah, I, uh, I did a review for, uh, Next Goal Wins, uh, last week, which, you know, that's now in theaters that came out, um, a couple days ago. Uh, so that was my most recent written review. Um, I won for, uh, thanksgiving uh, which we're talking about tonight obviously is coming out tomorrow nice. um should be writing about napoleon most likely the week mm -hmm. after that um maybe dream scenario the week after that mm -hmm. we're both we're both starting to get into like the ifc or ifc the <laughs> uh for your consideration sort of stuff we're getting mm -hmm. screeners so it's kind of just it, this is kind of the time of year where I'm like, well, I don't try to have too strict of a review schedule because I mm -hmm. don't really know what we're going to be getting and, yeah. you know, you know, that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I haven't really done the podcast like months <laughs> just because oh, I, I don't have a good reason. I mm -hmm. just haven't gotten anyone in the in the studio. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I like doing in studio more than virtual. So, I, yeah, I, I totally at some get point, that. Yeah, at some point, yeah, we'll do. Well, we'll we'll. I can say this: we'll definitely do a top ten because we actually didn't do one 
earlier this year for oh, 20 wow. whatever year we are. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't end up recording that episode, which is a bummer. Um, that is a bummer. You only have to you have to go on my social media to <laughs> find out how much I love Tar and all sorts mm-hmm. of other ones from last year. But uh, I, I can pretty much I, I will really really try to commit to doing that uh, next year, and then we'll probably do like an awards talk too before the Oscars. Nice. So I, I think those two I can I could say pretty comfortably. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll, maybe I'll try to get a something awardsy in here by the end of the year that would be sure. kind of nice but yeah a podcast friend has kind of slowed down but yeah but this is fun it's been this is fun doing these and i mean mm-hmm. this is this is kind of nice because uh yeah like just doing these virtually is, mm-hmm. is well it's easy for me <laughs> right <laughs> it's pretty easy for me i've i've adapted to it well i mean it's been so uh not to like re ignite things i don't know redress things i don't know what word i'm trying to say but um two uh, almost two years ago now i moved from the west side of indianapolis to the north side of indianapolis and because of that like i don't have people in studio to record like i have not had a single two-person recording in person since i moved here and it's all been virtual and it's going really well like i'm really enjoying it and everything um but it's like I, I get that. I, I get that. I kind of miss having, you know, people here, but also uh, yeah. I've got my cat, so she's fine. So I'm trying to think like this year even. So uh, the decent amount of ones that I've done on Awake in the Dark have been virtual anyway. Oh, yeah. So I should probably just be like, yeah, just sort of, you know, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just be like, yeah, it's fine. Just the, the the virtual stuff is cool and and everything. But yeah, I I sort of miss it. It just take it quite frankly, it just takes effort to schedule with everyone. Like, because especially I do it with like friends yeah. and families and people who aren't used to seeing like two movies, uh, you know, a day. So yep. I, so I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> movie we're going to do this and you know, organize all this stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, and people, it's, it's time of life stuff. I have a lot of fr- friends in my life who are having kids and stuff. It's totally understandable. Totally. Um, you know, so uh, it's anyway we'll we'll get back into it <laughs> yeah i i totally get that and it's in it's it's interesting like and this isn't i don't like i don't know i like i've recently made the uh choice to do everything i can to do weekly episodes of obsessive europe like that is my goal for the foreseeable future for as much as as long as i can do weekly episodes and that is going to take the form of I'm going to have solo episodes. Like I did a solo episode for the Marvels and Quiz Lady a couple weeks ago, and I really liked it. It was it was it was a good exper- experiment because I do a lot of solo recordings anyway with Patreon and anthology. Um, but <laughs> like, I would say that subconsciously or partially, it's a little bit inspired by you. Um, because you write for what's up magazine up mm-hmm. there. Right. And like you do weekly reviews there and I'm just like, Oh, okay. I can do weekly reviews on, on obsessive viewer. I can, I can do that. And so, yeah. so yeah. So if I crash and burn, it's your fault, Brent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll bear the brunt of it. Yeah. yeah that's been a really uh, great gig. I've written, written for mm-hmm. them for, uh, since 2018. Nice. So yeah, I mean, that's been one of the really nice things about it is, um, I usually, I, I almost always don't like what I write, but the idea of just putting, you know, putting out a review every, every week that runs, uh, it, it's just like a good, it's a good, um, sort of like pacing goal. And it's, it's, it's yeah. like, I feel like a doable amount. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, it's been great. So yeah, nice. no, I, I, I really enjoyed that. 
Very nice. Um, and of course, you you post all of those reviews as well on your website, awakenthedark.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so check that out, everyone. Um, but like I said, today on the show, we're going to be reviewing Thanksgiving and Please Don't Destroy the Treasure of Foggy Mountain. I know that last week on the show, I mentioned that the episode was going to be reviewing Thanksgiving and Fingernails, um, but I decided to make... Basically, what I'm doing, like, Brent, you mentioned the IFJ uh, awards and everything. For Patreon Potpourri on my Patreon, I'm doing those four movie reviews. That's basically me reviewing movies that I watch for awards consideration in groups of four. Um, And so I watched Fingernails as part of that, just out of curiosity to see if it was something that I wanted to consider for awards. Um, And I'm, I'm wanting to not have overlap with Patreon in the official episode. So uh, that's mm. kind of my line of thinking. That's why I switched it up from fingernails to please don't destroy. Also, I've been very much looking forward to please don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain. Um, oh, nice, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting to, uh, to talk about. Um, but before we do that, Brent, I do have a couple of like light news things that I want to talk to you about just a little bit, just to get it out into the air, I guess. Um, but two things happened this week. Both involve a, a specific actress, uh, incidentally enough. But uh, the Madam Web trailer came out. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Did you did you watch that? I know you don't really watch trailers. I did. Okay. I did because that's one that I don't care about. <laughs> yeah. uh, I that whole SSU or whatever it is. Yeah, is, whatever is, it is. It's fun. I like to watch them because mm-hmm. they're it's such a strange pocket of the <laughs> yeah. cinematic world right now. Um, so, yes, I did watch the Madame, uh, Madame Web, Madame or whatever Web it is, yeah. the trailer. Yeah. What yes. did you think of it? It, it looks, I mean, it looks awful. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, so it's funny because I watched that and I was like, because Craven the Hunter got uh, switched around. Yeah. Wasn't that supposed to come out later this year? I want to like say that it was supposed to come out this year, but maybe because it's, it's all out of whack and everything. And also, yeah. like Craven the Hunter, and this might be something that is going to catch the ire of people, but... Like, I just don't, like, obviously, I don't care about any of the, like, non-Spider-Man, Spider-Man movies that they're doing. It's just, right. it's been just kind of garbage, even when it's fun garbage, um, <laughs> it's, it's still not great. Yeah, I think it was originally supposed to come out, Craven the Hunter was originally supposed to come out in August of this year. Yeah. Um Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I I sort of had a weird. This was speaking of what's up. The 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 first Venom movie was one of my first reviews for them. Oh, interesting. And uh, I gave it a, a one out of five, which mm-hmm. I sort of like. You know, I just when I saw the movie, I was just like, "What is like? This is so much worse than like the DC stuff, the MCU yeah. stuff." I'm just like, "What is going on?" And so, anyway, so I I did that and like half the time murders, so I gave a half star out of five. I think still the only one I've given. Uh, since I've written for them, and my editor was like, "Hey man, you okay?" And I was like, "I was like, look, because it was around this time. It was like mm-hmm. in October, I think." And I was like, oh, we'll yeah. have I'll have some others." And I think I reviewed like eighth grade and gave like four and a half out of five. Nice. Like very close to that. So anyway, but it was just funny talk of time. <laughs> so like going back, it's hard. Like I think I rewatched Venom, and I'm like, okay, I sort of get it now a little bit. I still don't mm-hmm. think it's like an amazing movie. When All I right. watched 
Let There Be Carnage, I went in with that context and I did have a yeah. good time with that one because I realized that one I think is even campier, if that's even possible, because oh, the first yeah. one's pretty darn campy. The, I, the first one, I will say, actually tries to take itself a little too seriously. Mm-hmm. Let There Be Carnage doesn't really even try. Oh, no. Um, Morbius is just bad, bad, but it, it is. Morbius. It, it was funny that yeah. Sony re-released it thinking that <laughs> Mebius would work and it didn't, so that's funny. Yeah. Like, any of that so yeah morbius was kind of where i was like this is kind of just irredeemably bad not that it was not that it was unwatchable like i wouldn't go so far as to say that there were some decent things about it but um but it's just like this is just not my cup of tea like at all it's just not for me and like madam web i like i know nothing about the source character i know nothing about the comic character or anything but the trailer just did nothing to like inspire any confidence yeah it looked like a mid-2000s like cash-in comic book movie like made in the wake of like x-men and x2 like yeah. that kind of just like, like electra sort of sort yes. of giving electra sort of yeah yes yeah yes so um but now that i'm going weekly with obsessive viewer i'll probably review it <laughs> you'll definitely be reviewing it then <laughs> yeah. yeah uh i mean who knows i mean yeah. it could be funny it's mm-hmm. hard to know because like like Morbius, I wouldn't recommend that movie. Like, oh, it's so bad, it's good. Like, right. not really. It's not there. Yeah. Um, we'll see about this one. The memes coming out from this have been really funny oh, about the great. my mom <laughs> studying. Spy- there's this. I, I forget what the exact line is, but there's an exposition dump in the trailer, which you don't always get. <laughs> yeah. uh, that just shows you how much no one knows what Madame Web is about. Exactly. Uh, but like, she talks about her mom uh, studying spiders studying like in South spider- America. Yeah. Or something. And it's so stupid. And the way and she, she says died. it is so bland. <laughs> yes. Um, that that there have been all these memes about like that line. So anyway. Yeah. It's been it's been great. It's been great. Yeah. So yeah, I we'll see. But yeah, the other news thing that's related somewhat is Sydney Sweeney. Um, the mm-hmm. Anyone But You trailer uh and the curse trailers shenanigans. Um where they oh, did right. yeah, it was that was so great. For context, there's a link in the show notes for information. But um, basically, Anyone But You, the new rom-com coming out um, next month, I think, uh, with mm-hmm. Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney, they did a new trailer for it that had the two kind of introducing it in a kind of ho- hokey, awkward, like back and forth thing and then within 24 hours um <laughs> uh nathan fielder and emma stone did a copy like a parody of that intro for their trailer for the curse which <laughs> was just like chef's kiss i thought that was that was great so yeah what did you what did you make yeah of that? nathan fielder had a whole like <laughs> screenshot yes. memo uh it was like a couple paragraphs that like we didn't know <laughs> yeah. we didn't know like, this is the this danger is obviously of AI. parallel thought yeah all this yeah. stuff so yeah good good on him yeah. i have not watched the curse yet it's very mm-hmm. up my alley i just mm-hmm. i'm always like this with shows that are weekly where i'm like i don't know if i want to watch it weekly or, or yeah. just wait and binge but this i'll probably do a hybrid i'll maybe do like three episodes two three episodes at a time or something yeah, i am I'm, I'm super super interested in it mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i mean as for uh anyone but you did you see that like apparently someone uh got a photo like sydney sweeney was like after the writer or the that writers the mm-hmm. actor strike mm-hmm. she was like back in australia doing a reshoot 
Oh, which dang. I don't know how that makes any sense because this movie is still slated to come out next yeah. month and they're promoting it. So, wow, I don't understand how it must have only been like one scene, but I think yeah. it's crazy. That is that's nuts. Uh, yeah, I mean, so. we're living in a world where um whoever directed cats was able to add stuff when it was in That's theaters right. so yeah and take away buttholes so, yes yeah. exactly i'm still very yeah. uh very sore about that um yeah, me too <laughs> yeah butthurt um yeah i'm butthurt there you go um <laughs> uh okay yeah, i mean we'll, yeah. we'll see how the movie is i don't yeah. know i it's so it's such a weird thing with this movie because what's been the big thing about this movie during the year is like oh like whatever is he's engaged or something and mm-hmm. like you know th- there were a lot of rumors that they were they had like a tryst on set or something yeah. and all this stuff and then like you watch the trailer and you're like yeah they don't have chemistry which i know is the point of the movie <laughs> right but i understand their characters aren't supposed to but i'm like do they secretly have a lot of chemistry off screen then yeah there is there is a theory that was posited by the sitcom friends in the 90s uh, that actors who do not have chemistry on screen um, have it's because they have released that sexual tension off screen. <laughs> I see. Um, that is that could be what we're dealing with. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'll get to the bottom of it. We'll figure it out. Um, I've got <laughs> yeah. my team in Australia where they're doing reshoots apparently. So we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Today. Yeah. <laughs> But I, as as a, an unabashed lover of the romantic comedy, I am excited for that movie just for nothing, no other reason than I like the two actors, um, and it's it's a romantic comedy, and even when they're bad, they're still pretty bad, but it's at least not something that's going to keep me up at night, so... That's literally like all you needed to make like 150 to 200 million dollars domestically yep. back in the 90s when you yeah. just said like oh, yeah. I like the two actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're handsome slash you know gorgeous people like yep. well, this is that's it. It's all you needed yeah. oh, and now yeah. it's a lot more complicated. Yeah, exactly. You need to make up onset trysts and <laughs> right. gossip and all that stuff. So yes. yeah. Oh yeah. Um so that's all the like news and and uh stuff that I have up top. Do you want to go into our first review of the evening? which is for Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, awesome. So for the listener, we're going to be doing a non-spoiler review and then a spoiler review. Um, to bring us into the spoiler review, I'll play a clip from the trailer. There's timestamps in the show notes, which you can find in your podcast app or at obsessiveviewer.com slash OV403. Um, and to bring us into the non-spoiler review... Um, The premise of Thanksgiving, which is currently in theaters, is after a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer terrorizes Plymouth, Massachusetts, the birthplace of the infamous holiday. Uh, Director is Eli Roth. Writers are Jeff Rendell and Eli Roth. And the cast includes Nell Verlacu, Jalen Thomas Brooks, Patrick Dempsey, Addison Ray, and Gina Gershon. Uh, so Brent, what, uh, how did you feel about Thanksgiving? And, and we should also touch on the fact that this was originally, or it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing that, uh, it was a grindhouse trailer way back in like 2010, um, or 2007, I think. Um, and now they finally made the movie. So, um, what was your attitude going into it and your history with Thanksgiving? (laughs) Yeah. Um, this is the third 
movie to be adapted from those mm-hmm. grindhouse trailers uh the the, the fake That's trailers right. or the movie basically the fake movie trailers that played in the movie grindhouse which you know is co-directed by robert rodriguez at one section Quentin tarantino mm-hmm. did the other and then in between this double feature are these fake trailers basically yeah. so uh rob zombie did werewolf women of the ss which is this nazi exploitation uh thing and uh don't uh edgar wright directed that which was yeah. a very british horror like uk 70s horror uh type of thing and uh and so thanksgiving was one of the machete was another one that robert yeah, rodriguez did right. that, that became a movie and then machete kills mm-hmm. um hobo with a shotgun is not one that i've seen but that turned into a feature that was apparently in like other international thing. I'd never, I haven't seen the trailer or the actual movie. But yeah. Regardless, uh, Thanksgiving is one of them. It's directed by Eli Roth. It's this two minute trailer that's in this movie. And it w- it had always been my favorite of the four that are in the U- US yeah. cut of, uh, of Grindhouse. It is just wonderful. So um, it's very Halloween, I would mm-hmm. say. Like it's kind of in that tradition. It has like a really sort of like creepy. Um, like voiceover and everything, but it gets more and more ridiculous. Yes. Like there's all these like <laughs> characters that get beheaded in ways that make zero sense. Um, there's this ridiculously like over-sexualized slash violent uh, trampoline set piece, which they sort of uh, adapt for the movie, which we'll talk about. But yep. um, it's it's wonderful. Like it's it's just, it's really, it's, it's, it's just very, very funny. It gets the aesthetic right mm-hmm. i had said for a while this was my favorite eli roth movie i remember mm-hmm. mitch in his review he said that too and nice. i had actually i had actually been thinking that for a while because i'm not a huge <laughs> eli roth fan honestly you know, i'm I've not either stuff yeah. yeah i've liked some of his stuff here and there but i had said like thanksgiving i'm like yeah and in two minutes spurts apparently he's perfect because uh, that was like <laughs> yeah. every shot of that trailer is really really great so. yes like for me eli roth has always been a little bit I'm I'm someone who is a little bit reticent when it comes to ultra violence in movies in terms of horror movies like mm-hmm. like splatter gore stuff. Um so Eli Roth has always kind of kind of like felt a little bit a little bit too far past like my threshold. So like I never saw he he did the Green Inferno, right? Yeah, he did um, the Green Inferno, yeah. uh, Hostel and Hostel Part 2, which, yep. you know, that was some would maybe say it kind of uh, torture porn's kind of height was kind of there right. alongside the Saw movies uh, kind of going there too. So yeah, uh, yeah, probably pushed the U.S. horror scene sort of into that sort of subgenre. Yeah. So I kind of didn't really, uh, I don't really follow his his work or anything that much, but um, I am just a big fan of slashers um especially this breed of slasher this kind of uh like picking them off one by one uh ridiculous kill sequences uh that are over the top it's it's all great so i like i came of age as a horror fan in the 90s when uh like scream just rebooted the slasher subgenre um mm-hmm. so I was delighted not to get into the review yet because I do have a little piece of trivia, but I was delighted that this is in that similar vein and not in like the grindhousey vein, which is interesting because right. I read on uh, IMDb the trivia. It says in an interview with Total Film Magazine, filmmaker Eli Roth has said this film isn't meant to be the film that was advertised in Greenhouse or Grindhouse, right? Um, right. And he said, "Quote." 
Uh, we said, let's pretend Thanksgiving was from 1980. That was so offensive that every print was destroyed. All the scripts were burned. The director disappeared. The crew members changed <laughs> their names. One person, <laughs> nice. yeah, one person saved the trailer and uploaded it to the darkest corners of 4chan, and now it's made it out. So this is a 2023 reboot um, of that. Uh, okay. And then Got he it. said, once we once we said that, it was freed up. It freed us up. So. Um, Having said that, how did you feel about Thanksgiving 2023 um, when you saw it? Yeah, this wasn't one that I think I saw a trailer for. Mm. Uh, well, in a way, I did. <laughs> I didn't see a trailer <laughs> right. for the 2023 movie. I saw yeah. the uh, one for the, the 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 one that got burned, all the copies. Mm. Um, so I didn't see the one for 2023. It was kind of on my radar. It was one of those things that, again, because Grindhouse came out in 2007, mm. I was just like such a long-winded thing. I'm like, oh, they're finally doing the thing. Yeah. Um so I was kind of like curious about it. I hadn't again, I hadn't really seen a trailer, but the question in my mind was kind of what you what you just said a minute mm-hmm. ago is like, are they making the movie? Because I was like, that's right. going to be kind of exhausting. Yeah, like the prospect of them turning that grindhouse thing, like doing that sort of like pasty, not pasty, is really just parody mm-hmm. of like seventies slashers for like feature length. I was like, eh, it worked in two minutes. Don't really know that it would work at feature length, but I was like. That would be interesting to see what they come up with if Sony, you know, decides to put that movie out, I guess. So yeah. it was one of those ones I was like, oh, I'll probably see it at some point. Um, but uh, I kind of loved it. Nice. Um, I think it's one of my favorite slashers since I kind of had to go back. I think maybe you're next. Would you consider okay. you're next a slasher? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's sort of like. Yeah, there, there's sort of some intersections there, mm-hmm. but I, I think, you know, there's, yeah, I, I anyway, I, I feel comfortable enough saying that because um, mm. I, I really love your next, but um, this was terrific and it is different than I had expected. It is more of a, I said that it's sort of like a little more serious. It's not, mm. re- I mean, compared, compared to the original trailer from, from right. House, it is. It's still campy, but not in the way, but it still takes itself, it takes the craft seriously. Yes. Um, which I think is the most important. Um, and yeah, it does, it's definitely, we'll talk about it. It, it does definitely give a good amount of scream. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what you did last summer is another one I was getting a lot, quite a oh, bit, yeah. even though that's set in the summer. Uh, this is, you know, <laughs> right. very much a holiday uh, slasher, but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk detailed stuff, but I, I, I really, I really loved it and was not even expecting to see it, much less really uh, really enjoy it. Yeah, much less review it or be a guest <laughs> yeah. on a podcast about it. <laughs> so I'm, now I'm doing the full Monty with it. So exactly. There you go. Um, I I loved this movie. I just saw it this afternoon, and I mean, it was everything that I wanted it to be and was everything that I didn't expect it to be. Um, because I didn't, I intentionally like didn't go back and rewatch the trailer from grindhouse. And I didn't know exactly what the vibe of it was. I was a little bit like nervous that it would be like ultra gory over the top, like splatter fest stuff. But mm-hmm. what I kind of wasn't expecting was this very, um, uh, not too serious, but very, um, uh, not even self-aware, but like it's, it's a, it's a slasher movie that harkens back to that, that nineties era slasher. Like you said, I know what you did last summer and scream feel very much like, 
influences on this movie. And I kind of love it because that's what you need this type of movie to be because it is a holiday set slasher film. So obviously it's going to take some hallmarks from Halloween, but it's also Thanksgiving. Like it's an unassuming holiday sort of, but like I think built into it, just the fact that it's fall in new England and it has that history. And like the fact that so much of the violence is centered around the food and like how it's prepared and stuff like that is that's just kind of just really clever in terms of just appropriating this holiday into a slasher thing without it being just a like knockoff or parody of halloween um Mm -hmm. so i don't know i just i really loved it um and and it felt like even though like there were some issues i had here and there but even though it has this um this very over the top uh spurts of violence here and there that that are designed to be like shocking in the way that in at least in my messed up brain i'm just cackling at it like i'm cackling at right. the ridiculousness of the violence and everything but even though it is built that way into a somewhat campy kind of spurts of violence um aesthetic it takes itself serious enough. Like it takes the lore that it's, that it's purporting serious enough. And I, I just really liked that balance um, to the movie. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. I think this more than any other movie I've seen of his really makes me realize that Eli Roth is a real student of these films. Yes. And I, I think that's something that for me has just sort of been missing quite frankly in his other work mm-hmm. um even stuff like like you mentioned like you know the green inferno or like knock knock like there you can see i don't know it, there's something about it here that really hits um that i was str- struggling to kind of figure out how and why when i was mm-hmm. writing about this like why is this so much why is this the one that really works i mean it could be that you know he had been it had just been the project that he had been working on for mm-hmm. a while i mean it could just that could be part of it <laughs> that he yeah. just spent a lot of time with it um i think he had mentioned when he had made the um i believe the co-writer for this movie jeff randell is the mm-hmm. one who plays the like pilgrim killer okay, in the thanksgiving yeah. trailer so nice. he talked about i think it's some in some interview or something about the two of them how after silent night deadly night they were mm-hmm. like the idea like a halloween or a holiday slasher rather that's kind of what you know inspired them for Thanksgiving. But they said that they talked about that like a lot as like kids or whatever. So uh, it could just be it could be like a super bad situation where maybe these yeah. guys just had this really <laughs> great cooker of a movie and they had mm. all this, so to speak, and they had all of these like really cool ideas throughout the years. And I think they kind of just threw them all in here. And I mean, I have to say too, like good on Sony. Like, how many bad Sony horror movies have there been? That was another yeah. reason I was going into this and I was like. You know, there's three other movies <laughs> coming out this weekend. It's right. after Halloween, which I understand it works for the Thanksgiving theme, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like, are people still going to want to watch horror movies? I don't really know. Yeah. Um, but it seems like, I mean, and this isn't like a wild, crazy movie or anything, but I feel like, you know, good on him for uh, sticking with him and everything. Cause I, I think he, I think he knew what he was, was doing on this one. So I hope oh, it does yeah. well. Yeah, me too. I could see this being and this is this is i mean this is maybe me um i don't know i don't know if this is necessarily a reflection of like the 
um, the the themes that is it explores and how I'm not like getting it. But like in terms of like consumerism and capitalism and stuff like I'm like, I want to see a full franchise. I want to see multiple Thanksgiving movies. I want there to be mm-hmm. just all of these. I want it to get the Halloween treatment, but with better installments in the in the subsequent movies. So, yeah. Yeah. Having said that, I hope it does well too. Um, and, and we're going to do our part to get the word out. Um, <laughs> it's um, funny because you mentioned that people were talking about it franchising. There actually is, uh, Into the Dark. Did you ever talk about that? I don't know about your, on your podcast. Oh, or people yeah. ever watched them. I, I, so saw there is like a the Thanksgiving. Yeah. There are a couple mm-hmm. Thanksgiving themed ones. One is one with, um, Ooh, not to remember Mulroney. Dinah Silvers is in it. It's like a, <sighs> it's like a mom's or it's a daughter stepdad sort of like, okay. uh, like a '90s thriller sort of thing. That one's pretty nice. decent. But there's another one called Pilgrim that they did that's actually quite oh, good. Yeah. And there are echoes of this movie. I don't think they're related, and they aren't mm-hmm. related at all. But that one was actually one of the better ones, if not the best one. Nice, um, pretty hit and miss show. I think there were about yeah. 25 episodes um, yeah. on Hulu. But it did. There were there was a little bit in this movie where I was like, oh yeah, didn't they do a Pilgrim one and Into the Dark? That was a good one. So anyway, I remember, and this is a this is a tangent, but Into the Dark, I kind of forgot that that existed. And when it first mm-hmm. like came out, uh, for context, if you don't know, Into the Dark was a um, monthly installment of like feature length episodes on Hulu mm-hmm. that. Each month was centered around a specific holiday. So like I think the I think the only one that I saw was called The Body. And it was uh, I think it was a Halloween episode where it was like a hitman uh has to uh dispose of a body and he kind of gets in with a group of people that are out like on a bar crawl or something like that. Um people think he's dressed up as an assassin. Yes. You know, so like that's the twist on it is that it's take yeah. place during Halloween. So he's kind of able to get away with this stuff. But yeah. Yeah. So that's something I never really um, went back and revisited. It was a Blumhouse production, I believe. Um, yeah, that second yeah. one is the one with some actor who's not Dermot Mulrooney mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Diana Silvers. And that one's actually pretty good, Like, okay. especially if you like that sort of like yeah, it, it's more of a th- it's horror i guess but it's kind of more of like a 90s thriller i feel like that one's pretty solid and that is technically the thanksgiving themed one and then there's a christmas one new year's blah blah blah. it's one of those shows they probably so what happened with that i think i don't really know they probably should have just had it be essentially a limited series where they did 12 of them yeah they tried to do a second season but then i don't think even covid affected it but that second season is really strung out um so it's kind of weird but that episode that i'm talking about pilgrim is in the second season okay and there were some episodes around it that are like either terrible or fine yeah Um, but that one was actually pretty (laughs) solid Uh, it had to do with basically they were doing um sort of i think it might have been set in plymouth but i think they were people Hmm. kind of trying to recreate the first thanksgiving and then it comes it turns into a home invasion movie and then it gets even weirder from that definitely (laughs) definitely echoes of mother for sure okay That's interesting. Different than this movie, the Eli Roth Thanksgiving, for sure. Um, But so set around. Okay. And yeah, that was Dermot Mulroney in the second episode. Okay. Um, Yeah. Interesting. Um, I know my silver foxes, apparently. (laughs) There you go. Um, So back to Thanksgiving. Um, The movie is like, how how did you feel about, I had no transition, by the way. I had no no idea. So I'm like very much not sure where I'm going with this, but um, what were uh in terms of the violence and and stuff it 
how did you feel about the depiction of violence in relation to the overall tone of the movie? And it's kind of funny that like I've had you on the show for The Exorcist Believer and then also Halloween Ends you were on for and then yeah yeah so I don't know but Halloween Kills as yeah. well I think but I'm not sure maybe I think so yeah I, I probably but yeah so how did you feel about the about the actual like violence and uh slasher elements of this movie I did have that in mind before we talked about doing this because I was like I need to redeem myself. I like <laughs> I like horror movies when they're good. Yes. I like slashers when they're good. Um, I know I'm. I know there are a lot of people that like all three of the David Gordon Green Halloween mm-hmm. uh, you know, trilogy, the, the sequels. I'm, I'm just not one of them, and that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do love Thanksgiving. Um, in terms of the horror, in terms of the the violence, rather. Um, yeah. Again, this is the sort of thing where i mean all slashers are campy oh, you know yeah. to a degree right like I, you know the halloween movies certainly friday the 13th definitely mm-hmm. i mean nightmare on elm street goes in the straight you know you know comedy at some yeah. points um so so again i mean i i think that's he's able to kind of get all of the things you know sort of set up for that so that it's so like um you know uh like the the corn cob forks are put to good yes. use um there's a really good uh, i don't know i there's a really great bit with a pop-up turkey timer that, that's wonderful <laughs> yes. that's a that's a little just sort of little coda on the end um of a kill and <laughs> you know that's the funny thing it's so funny because watching this movie i don't want to say i didn't think like eli roth directed this but mm-hmm. the stuff that was kind of the more like tortury side of things it didn't oddly it didn't bother me as much because again i think there was there was just kind of such craft to it. And mm. looking back on, I could see and we're in the movie. It's like, Oh yeah, that's pretty like extreme. Yeah. But I don't know. I, maybe it's because the context is different. There's something different with the characters. This is one of those great slashers where kind of all the characters are off. That's why I like that too. It's like, I mean the, the, the uh, main character, you know, Jessica, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, she's like a great final girl. Like they do a good yeah. job with her. And it's not that the characters are bad, but they're all kind of just, uh, generally not the best people and that, you right. know that's why for slashers for me it's like that's okay because like you know you kind of have to think that all of them i put this in my review a slasher kind of necessitates that you think that all of the people could either be anyone at any point could potentially mm-hmm. be killed or unspeakably evil yes you know sl- meaning the killer you know so it's like if you you do that, you can't have a ton of characters that you have a ton of empathy for because the movie right. doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, that's what I like about this movie is that the characters were, I thought the uh, the characters and the actors and everything it was it was enjoyable, but it also wasn't like oh I never want to leave these people. <laughs> yeah. Know? It it also helps that the the kind of tone of the of the of the characters in terms of like the kind of friend group um at the center of it they're all like they're teenager teenagers they're teenage assholes basically and right there's a lot of like there's a nice bit of like um like testosterone running and and a, a lot of just like it's very reflective of how teenagers think they're invincible and it's just it just feels like it feels like here's the thing and this is going to be a cheap shot but I really really wish that this movie existed so that someone could show Rob Zombie that before he made his two train wreck uh, Halloween movies <laughs> because mm, yeah 
that uh, was one of the biggest sticking points for me with those movies. But anyway, um, yeah, the, the, like you don't need to have empathy for the characters and they're just like a shade shy of being just caricatures. And I think that that's a very, very intentional and well done kind of dynamic to bring to the table because it's, like you still sympathize with them you're still interested in in them and you're still rooting for them but they're also in this heightened heightened environment where like it's they can almost be campy but not fully campy i don't know it was it was a really good balance and this is one of those things like it the the kind of carryovers from the trailer they don't have of course like exact characters but like in the trailer there there's kind of like the jock and it's mm-hmm. very like it's almost like 50s at a way all pleasantville <laughs> where it's like cool it judy you're with me you know That's um right. and that sort of thing and they're out and the, out in the woods you have that and then you have um again like the, the horny cheerleader on mm-hmm. the trampoline sort of thing right so they actually work that sort of stuff in this movie and it still kind of works yeah even though it's not the 70s aesthetic of like the grindhouse trailer it's mm-hmm. kind of going more towards like the 90s thing who knows? Maybe these are just circles we will run around forever. Who, who can <laughs> yes. say? Um, I, I did. I liked the way. I don't know if the trampoline thing. If we should talk about that specifically, but mm. I like that he, the, he tried to include that. He like included that in the movie. It's different. I, I mean, it's quote unquote better, I guess, in the trailer. <laughs> sure. Um, but uh, it, but I like him trying to actually include some DNA from that trailer. Yeah. Even though this movie is a different thing, it's its own thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you want to go into spoilers? Uh, yeah, it's a slasher, so we better talk about who, who gets it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, who all of it. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to go into spoilers for Thanksgiving. I'm going to play a clip from the trailer. If you want to skip spoilers and go to our Please Don't Destroy review, check the show notes for timestamps to skip around. Again, that's at obsessiveviewer.com slash OV403 or in the notes section of your podcast app that you're listening to, to this on. Um, so I'm going to play a clip from the trailer, and when we come back, we're we're going to be spoiling Thanksgiving. I used to love this town. Until what happened that night. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and I'm tired of pretending like everything is normal and it's not. I want things to go back to normal, too. Show some enthusiasm. Thanksgiving is an institution here. Okay, so spoilers on for Thanksgiving and Brent, something that I didn't really uh, touch on in the non-spoiler thing, which I probably could have um, (laughs) when we were talking non-spoilers, but a couple of things that kind of uh, didn't necessarily detract from the movie for me, but a couple of things that kind of felt a little bit, a little bit like I, uh, a, a little bit not to my liking was while I like the backstory, like that whole prologue of the the um, the Black Friday tr- uh, trampling of the people and the the hmm. riot basically that breaks out, as mm-hmm. awesome and as crazy as that gets, and insane and campy and over the top, um, I do feel like that prologue was like was way too long. <laughs> like it felt mm. like it was just 
they there was just way too much time spent building toward uh toward like the cut to a, a year later and similar to that i feel like uh the final girl of the movie jess i feel like she isn't as prominent uh, as the final girl until like maybe well over halfway through the movie and I kind of wanted, and this might be more nitpicking than anything, but I kind of wish that, you know, she had like an encounter with John Carver earlier in the movie rather than late, so late in the movie where she's in the school. So a couple minor issues there. Did that uh, resonate with you at all or did you have any similar feelings? So not seeing the trailer, I didn't know that this was, I thought I didn't know that it was going to have the right mark thing and Mm -hmm. then the year later. So actually not knowing that, I think, helped me because if it had just gone into everything, like in the right, I don't know, like it would have just been structured differently. But I kind of enjoyed that. And I like I liked that as a setup. So, yeah, it actually worked for me. I mean, look, this isn't like. PhD level, uh, you know, capitalists, uh, you know, satire or anything. This is, you know, but it works for the movie. And again, this is another one. Like, I like that it actually makes Thanksgiving a part of this. Like, it's not just like a Christmas movie where someone's going to get stabbed with a candy cane. You know, it's like a little more into that. It actually, it actually delves into like okay well that ties into black friday and it is disgusting like it is horror it is it is terrible like we you know we see more and more of that people are getting more and more uncivilized you Mm -hmm. know in public in public places and um so i don't again i'm not gonna act like oh my god this is so a 200 iq you know social commentary (laughs) but it worked for me because it's um you know, it ties in with a Thanksgiving thing. And it's, it's true. Like people go yeah. insane. There's a, it's what's funny about it is that it does get over the top. Yeah. I mean, someone's scalp gets ripped off with it, with <laughs> right. the wheel of a, um, shopping, of a shopping cart. cart. So, I mean, you, you know, it's going to go there, but I mean, the first death I think that we see kind of is someone get, um, basically get crushed under a door. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's the doorman and like, that is again because i didn't know that this was prologue that mm-hmm. you have a slasher movie where the first person who dies is not only by the hand of bystanders and you know people rushing in but it is brutal in its own way like that's probably the most to me it was like the most brutal death because like the guy didn't you know he didn't deserve it he didn't have it coming right. and it's not you know the killer it's these people who are terrible behaving yeah. and, and, and horribly so that I, that was to me like in the first 10 minutes, I was like, okay, like, again, I'm not going to act like this is the like smartest movie of all time, but right. it's more than I expected. Like it's better <laughs> than I expected that they're going to, you know, try to evoke this craziness, um, you know, uh, of what, those, you know, waffle irons do to people. <laughs> yeah. That, so. and, and to be clear, I loved that aspect of it. Um, I just, I, it felt like the whole prologue went on way too long, but, um, but I do understand that they need to set up the characters. They need to set up the dynamics and everything, especially with the reveal at the end with the sheriff being the killer and everything. Um, and having that backstory kind of like the, that motive being kind of hinted at in the movie. Um, and the prologue. There are also a ton of characters in this movie too. Exactly. There's there so many characters so many. introduced in the first 15 minutes where I will agree with your second point to a degree. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, 
who's gonna be like are we gonna have like a protagonist in this movie because they're almost yeah. isn't for like the first half right it's, it's really just, weird <laughs> yeah they're not like i obviously i'm going to i'm gonna bring in my love of scream but with like in the in the first scream movie um like it's very clear like Sydney Prescott is the final goal final girl right. she's the one that's being taunted she's the one that's being hunted by ghostface and granted right. that has that has all of this other stuff to it that it's all based on like her history and her family and the the motive is tied to her so with this movie with Thanksgiving i guess i don't necessarily need Jess to be the focal like final girl of it i just kind of wish that her kind of becoming the final girl wasn't something that felt like it was um felt that it was just like okay she's the only one left basically or <laughs> she's like the right. only one in a position to to do something um, well i thought that like it yeah. could be gabby at a certain point played by mm-hmm. addison ray like are you, yeah. i just didn't know and there is a love triangle set up with you mm-hmm. know with, with jess and everything so i guess that that sort of makes sense yeah um but yeah it's 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 a little messy there mm-hmm. but uh when it comes into focus, uh, I in terms of like her character, I dug that. I I thought she I hadn't seen her in anything else. Uh, Nell Ver Ver. Yeah, me Ver, neither. Verlock Verlock Verlock. Ver- we'll say yeah. I thought she was wonderful. I mean, she's oh, had me that too. look to her. She has like sort of a, a wholesome, like wide eyed look, but she's mm-hmm. very smart and she is able to um, evade. You know, John uh, John Carver. John Carver. John Carver was like. Kind of like a John Carpenter. I didn't really know what <laughs> yeah. they were. I, I, either way, of course, it works because he's yeah. Carver. And, and again, they get all the all the Thanksgiving stuff. They just get really right. I mean, they I go totally for it with agree. that with that turkey scene. With <laughs> that was the one I was referring to. Like, yeah, like someone being burned alive with like a window that the person can see through. Like, of course, that's horrifying. Oh yeah, I mean, that's, that's terrible. Absolutely terrifying. But it. <laughs> It, it sort of works and then you yeah. get a pop-up timer and you're like i mean it's pretty good it is perfect like that's the thing that like you like you said that um it's clear that eli roth is a student of the genre he is someone who knows knows what he's doing so like even right. if i am terrified to watch some of his more like extreme movies or i'm just i'm not into that i'm aware that he knows what he's doing he's like he's someone mm-hmm. who is not he's someone who's thorough with it so when you have like this which the premise alone is like like the entire point of the trailer in grindhouse was to have like a kind of parody of like halloween and here like the commitment to all of the thanksgiving stuff the town the community aspect of it that's fantastic and i love how it's just naturally like evocative of obviously autumn like it's it's a clean it's a clean like transition from like halloween to thanksgiving like thanksgiving can be a horror holiday too um just yeah, from that's, the overall that was one of the look. what you just said was one of the things that went through my mind like how is this like the first true right? thanksgiving horror movie yeah it's sort of right there like there's yep. there's and I think it's because he went, you sort of go into it with a goof, mm-hmm. but then you work on it and you're like, oh, there's kind of a lot of stuff here. It's yeah. still autumn. It's that weird time where it's like, it's, it's darker. It's not Christmas mm-hmm. yet. People aren't, you right. know, bright and cheery yet, which there's a whole 
Christmas slasher subgenre. That's a subgenre, yeah. I guess you could say, of horror. But even you know, in theaters, so, now, so that has its thing, yeah. you know. Yeah, even in um, theaters but, now, they have uh, "It's a Wonderful Knife," which is out, which yeah, I haven't seen. That's but, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be on Shutter December first. Oh, so nice. I'll, I'll check that out. Okay. But regardless, um, yeah, it's just like, yeah, they they get all of that stuff. Uh, you know, the pilgrim outfit. There's so there's there's a really, really it's just like so stupid. I, I have seen mm-hmm. that Grindhouse trailer a number of times. Mm-hmm. There's a scene that's in the movie where um the turkey is in the the you know their their town parade, and then mm-hmm. um although they do a really they do a few really cool subversions of that in the movie, mm-hmm. um, but he gets his head cut off. Now in the trailer. He runs around and is, you know, so it's uh, like a turkey with his head cut off, yeah. right? So, and you know, before he falls, and mm-hmm. it's, that movie, that trailer is all about heads rolling. It's yeah. a lot of beheadings. They do the turkey getting its head cut off, but they don't. They they don't show him running around because it's right. not that kind of movie. Yeah, it's 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 you know, they're gonna do that. They're gonna mm-hmm. do the mascot getting beheaded, but they're not gonna go the extra step and. I don't know. Again, watching this movie, that's where I really appreciated like kind of how they took little things from the trailer, but they sort of changed the tone of it. Yes. Um, so the, the trampoline bit, um, my understanding is they were re- Grindhouse was really close to an NC-17 rating because oh, wow. of that trailer. Oh, wow. Okay. Because of the trampoline, you know, the knife into the, you know, hoo-ha. And mm-hmm. they had to do, they had to add... If not that I'm a perv and would do anything <laughs> like you know slow down frames or anything, but they <laughs> do sort of film burn, celluloid burn, oh um, yeah, like cigarette burns, like mm-hmm. you know sort of around. So you don't like really, see, and it's such a quick cut, so to speak. That yeah. you know, so in so I think with this movie, they're like we can't do that, <laughs> right? <laughs> like they, they probably didn't want to like risk it or anything, so they do change it. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think she takes her top off in this movie, which no. is whatever. That's totally fine. With yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah. Um, you know, but they still do the trampoline kill. And it's it's kind of like it's kind of like uh more visceral in this one, if that's even possible, because right? he stabs her like several times. Yeah. Um, even though the way it happens in the trailer would be awful too. But mm. um, so again, it's different, and that's a cool way of sort of subverting. I mean, for for weird weirdos like me who have seen that trailer bunch, it's, it's subverting <laughs> things for other people to yeah. just be like, "Oh, she got stabbed in the trampoline." That's horrifying too. So, anyway. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, the just the the gore. It it is such a fun thing, and that, that's kind of what I was getting at with um, talking about him knowing what the kind of movie that he's making because obviously horror is very like it's it's a very wide genre like there are so many different points on the horror spectrum that a movie can be but here it is a movie that's aware enough to know that horror and comedy are very close together in like having it not be necessarily like a an outright like hilarious movie or anything but like having the the foreknowledge to to know that the audience is going to have like a a shocked cackling response at least on my part um Mm -hmm. to like just the violence and everything i think to like in in uh in comparison like uh the movie talked to me i when i saw that in the theater i was like that was tense. That was incredibly intense and 
Uh, and like, this is just a completely different, uh, different type of horror movie, which I really appreciated. Um, yeah, yeah, this is not elevated horror. No, this is, I mean, and that's great. Like that we yeah. need all kinds. Right. Yes. So, and, and yeah, so, um, like the first kill, you know, with John Carver, right? So the waitress in there and yeah, <laughs> that was so, you know, we just kind of going back to the encyclopedic, you know, knowledge of all the horrible deaths we've seen on the screen. Yep. Um, you know, when he when he first uh, puts her head in whatever liquid it is, I'm like, mm. oh, are we doing like a vat or are we doing like the Jason X thing where it's a, oh, like yeah. a nitrogen or whatever? It's just water. Mm. But he opens up the freezer the door and freezer. slams a teacup against it so she can't move. And I'm so just like... Great. I don't know that I've seen that before. Like, <laughs> that's cool. Like, and it it tells you, I kind of like how much you kind of get to, I'm stupid and I didn't guess <laughs> who the killer was. Mm. I kind of didn't really, it's not that I didn't care. It's, mm-hmm. it's that I wasn't thinking about it. Same and, here. And slashers that are kind of subpar. I'm kind of like, that's the only thing that I care about. Is who's at it. I don't know. I was so wrapped up in this movie, you know, whatever. But I like the little bits we get about John Carver. Like that mm-hmm. to me says, like, of course, he wants this waitress to suffer. There's the second kill. Since we're in spoilers, mm-hmm. um, he does the uh, uh, electric knife, which is wonderful. Another mm-hmm. Thanksgiving thing. But the cat, you the know, he cat. looks at the cat. Yes. and I'm like, don't freaking do it. I know. The, and he does it. Terrified. He feeds the cat, gives a little pet and then <laughs> yeah. and then walks out. And that's While... the kind of stuff that I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. And like in like while like in the in the background of that as he's walking to the door you just see the blood just pouring out of the security guards like wound right. like the 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 stump I guess. Um which also by the way I I laughed almost probably obnoxiously loud at the um the line that the security guard says where he says I'm a security guard I kill people every day. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that for me personally, because um, for ten years in my twenties, I was a security guard, <laughs> and I was like, "That is." So you, that's you felt perfect. seen there. As someone, I felt seen. You also killed people every I, day. I so. did. <laughs> I have uh, to ask you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I have to ask you about a really, really stupid micro thing okay. right before that line. It might be during that line. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't know if this is in there intentionally, and it's so slight. It's so stupid. But he does the double door thing that Nev Campbell's character that Sydney does in Scream to not let her dad in. Is that in Scream? Oh yeah, Where, it is. You know how she like props the other door, props like it a closet so that door it against won't the open. front one. Yeah, yeah, against her bedroom door. He does that sort of thing. Like he sort of shuffles the two doors. It's probably just a totally different set design thing that's not even related to that. But that was one thing because I, I was already thinking about Scream. Yeah, I was like, oh, is that a really small? homage to it probably you know that's but. interesting i kind of wonder because also the cat's name is dewey um and i right. wonder if that's also a reference to that probably is, um, almost certainly yeah, yeah that's that's interesting i did not i did not put that together um yeah it's not I mean, even to his front door though it's probably right. just an errant you know <laughs> yeah. set design thing but but yeah. i was looking for it you know oh, yeah. i guess i was looking oh, for yeah. it i was primed for it yeah but i was very glad that the cat survived um and it's again, it just plays into the humor of it all, where it's like you like you said, you see like a different side of John Carver. Because <laughs> like the cat I, wasn't I there sort of like Friday. that. I like yeah. the little moments because you know, that's sort of the thing I run into with let's say like Friday the thirteenth, mm-hmm. right? So like 
you know, Jason is not about a personality, right. you know, really. It's it's more about what is the filmmaker going to bring, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that'll that make it sort of fun. Um, so, yeah, I like the bits of personality that, that we get of him. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're in spoilers. It yeah. makes total sense that it would be Patrick. I mean, oh, absolutely. It makes really no sense that it would be anyone else. Right. Um, well, I... But, yeah, you know. like, in... It's interesting because, like I said, this movie does feel very much inspired by, like, 90s, like, late 90s slashers like Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Definitely I Know What You Did Last Summer, especially, like, obviously it's the, you know, going back and, like, getting revenge on people that harmed people that you loved a year year ago in the past. Obviously, that's very much I Know What You Did Last Summer, but also just, like, the parade sequence was, like, I was, like, oh, that just reminded me so much of that, but... um. But, like, with those slashers, those were all good whodunits, and, like, that that was a big part of it. And here, I was, and maybe this is more just me just, like, not really wanting to, wanting to deconstruct the fun that I'm having, but, like, I wasn't, like, looking at who, who, who could it be? Like, I thought, okay, well, maybe it's right. Ryan, maybe it's Bobby, um, and then, like, I was thinking, like, okay, well, it could be, um... Mitch, be I more think. than one of them. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, maybe it could be Mitch because he was very upset. But it's also like that's laying it on a little thick, which I think is really clever the way that they do that because he is tied to it because Patrick Dempsey's character was having an affair with his wife and like all that. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until Jess finds Patrick Dempsey on the ground that I was like, oh, it's him. Like it's him. We didn't see him get harmed. We didn't see him do anything. It's clearly right. him. And there was a brief moment where I thought, like, okay, maybe he and Bobby are in cahoots. But, uh, but yeah. But uh, how did you feel about that? I think review? when you see Bobby, then I was like, okay, it's by both of them. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, it's just Patrick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, up to that, I agree with you. Up to that point of him being, you know, quote unquote, ambushed, you know, and all that stuff, I hadn't really. I kind of lost track of it. Like I didn't. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I didn't care because I wasn't in the movie. It was just I didn't care. You're right about the who done it aspect. Mm-hmm. You mentioned like '90s movies and Scream, and I know it did last yeah. summer. That parade sequence turns from I know what you did last summer to like heat <laughs> yeah yeah It'll like a minute yes. uh, because there's you know flashbangs mm-hmm. there's uh i mean really more like dark night i you know, was gonna like say the dark night and all that you know and you're so you're getting all that stuff and again it's just like why does this work it just yeah. is just oh, yeah. works like yeah. there's just there and, and that was a subversion of um sort of what they did like in the trailer like mm-hmm. you think that it's you even see the shot of Don, john carver like in one of the stores and him walking out but that doesn't end up being and that's kind of where i was thinking like oh it could be two killers but oh yeah it's just the it's just the one yeah it's just yeah patrick dempsey who oh, yeah. uh just patrick dempsey the, the the actor just was awarded uh sexiest man alive sexiest man alive yeah it you know and he fought a, a tough competition and i was willing to to concede and everything i just it's it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um he, he called he called you personally or you he, called him he did and yeah like, yeah Listen, it's like hey it's been an honor congrats you know i i think this is yeah. a this movie is a wonderful <laughs> victory lap though because mm-hmm. You know, again, apparently Silver Foxes, I apparently <laughs> right. know what I'm talking about in this area. But his victory lap is he gets 
like the only really egregious New England accent in this, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I'd say somehow makes him even a little bit sexier. And then oh, that yeah. he's a killer is maybe. Yeah. Know, some people are into that. So, you know, here's uh, the thing. I can fix him. And uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the big like banquet scene. I again, I love that this movie is centered around the the Thanksgiving holiday and they go full bore into it. They do like a whole like Texas chainsaw style, like seat at the table thing. And like that's extreme and cool and interesting and wild. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really like that. How did you like the finale, that portion I, of it? I liked it a lot. And again, that's another aspect of it that couldn't have been done in the 70s or the 90s with mm-hmm. the way they tease it with Instagram. Yes. Um, this isn't a movie that like evokes technology in a right. lot of different ways, but the way that, you know, he basically gets on Instagram, there's a scene where he's able to basically send the cops in a totally other direction because of a, because of a live stream. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sort of like them setting that up because again, even though this harkens back to old slashers, that's kind of a more, well, it's what you get more in like a scream five or six really. Yeah. Um, so uh, I did like that. I like that it, yeah, called back to the original trailer. It goes mm-hmm. there with the whole uh, uh, Kathleen, I think her name is, that, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, um, being the, you know, the turkey and he actually, yeah. you know, carves up her skin and all that. Um, the corkscrew on the Incredible. neck and doing some wine there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, <laughs> again, I was like, I was like, yeah. they must have been workshopping how many different Thanksgiving yeah. things can we put in this movie and they do all of them it is insane it's packed so well with that and like with the with the blood as wine thing just i loved i love the comedy of that where he's just like you're gonna want to let that breathe um yeah it's just it's so great um and that also makes you want a killer who's enjoying their work exactly exactly and like that I mean, the whole getup is—it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous Thanksgiving stuff, the mask and the the pilgrim hat, all that is just ridiculous. But it's I, here's the thing. So, like you said, they poured everything they could into this in terms of all of the Thanksgiving, all of the Thanksgiving accoutrement. Um, mm. And what I'm kind of concerned about as someone who wants to see a franchise, wants to see multiple movies is like, (laughs) what can they do next? Like, what can they, what can they do as an escalation? Because I feel like they intentionally leave it on a note that again, a very, I know what you did last summer end, but they leave it on a note. That's like, okay, well we have revealed who John Carver is. We have him, explode or burn up but you know maybe this could be a transition into a yearly not maybe not yearly but a slasher franchise where it is like a supernatural entity um but i just wonder like how they can mine more thanksgiving stuff into the uh into the mix but we'd kind of have to see where patrick dempsey is in his career because i really don't know um i don't know I don't know. I mean, this is such a, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, there's not really a ton of big name. I think everyone who, who's in this does a, does a great job, but mm-hmm. there's not. I guess I don't. I don't know what it takes for a slasher franchise to really get get off the ground. Yeah, yeah. So money 
that is about it <laughs> yeah. yeah you're right yeah that is literally it we're gonna have to see you know what kind of feast uh you know what kind of cornucopia yeah. is, is is kind of brought <laughs> to this movie this weekend because exactly yeah, I mean, you're right that is ultimately what makes slashers survive is low yeah. budgets and and high profits so yep. I, that's probably ultimately going to be um you know what's ultimately going to do it mm -hmm. uh crowded weekend i really don't yeah. uh, so i don't know what people were seeing i know it was a trolls movie i don't know yeah trolls the new hunger games um Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I don't know. And obviously the this came down tour. to Friday for me. <laughs> it was it was a couple days ago. Oh, wow. And I was like I was like kind of waiting to see if I was gonna get salt burn early. That didn't mm -hmm. happen. So I was like, I am not spending two hours and forty five minutes watching a Hunger Games prequel. Yeah. I don't want to spend an hour and a half even watching a uh troll sequel. I had mm -hmm. already reviewed uh Next Goal Wins, which mm -hmm. I didn't really care for. Oh yeah. Um so I, it's weird that it came down to that, but I'm like, right. okay, I'll go to Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, man, I'm, I'm I'm happy I had a seat at the table because it was nice. uh, it's really terrific. And mm -hmm. um, another one of those ones too that I think that's why people sort of like why Into the Dark kind of came about. Mm -hmm. Like I think people like tradition, just traditions yeah. in general, culturally, but. I think when it comes to horror stuff, like this is one of those ones that I can absolutely see people revisiting every year. Like oh, I'm planning absolutely. on it. Oh, me too. Um, because oh, yeah. it's just one of those ones where it's like, you know, and similar to like, you know, um, holiday horror, you know, like Christmas, like Nightmare Before uh, Christmas, or mm -hmm. I know for some people, uh, Black Christmas or mm -hmm. uh I know Silent Night, Deadly Night, or those are, yeah. I don't know how revered those actually are. I know those spawn <laughs> right. a lot of sequels. Um, but regardless, yeah, like this is one of those ones too that even if people don't catch it in theaters, and sadly, unfortunately, if there's not a whole franchise, yeah. um, we'll always have this one. So Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I was a huge fan of it. I ended up rating it four and a half stars out of five. Uh, I, I loved it. I really did. So, um, I was texting with Mike, uh, co-host is on sabbatical from the podcast, um, is what we used to call him. He's, he's, has a life and everything, but, um, <laughs> he, uh, he's, he's like my go-to like horror person he loves horror and everything so like i had texted him and i was like you know this year for my top 10 it is going to be a very very horror centric top 10 and like that's something that is irregular for me these days but like i mean we've got talk to me thanksgiving is going to be on there scream six might be probably will mm -hmm. be uh when yep. evil lurks like i mean these are all like really really well done horror movies in my opinion um, so it's been a good year for horror. Um, yeah. Yeah. I liked, uh, yeah. Um, is it when, when evil lurks, when evil lurks. Yeah. I always keep thinking like where Eagles dare, oh, and, yeah. you know, that, which is the closing <laughs> credits movie to this, the, the Thanksgiving mm -hmm. song. And, uh, I keep always a when evil or where, Anyway, when it doesn't matter works. that movie yeah <laughs> uh is yeah that's yeah there's some brutal kills in that one oh, for sure. it's excellent um, i did like scream six mm -hmm. yeah talk to me i'm still like you know i i tried i, I watched it again oh and I, yeah I, yeah it's okay that's it's, fair I, I, I mean hey it look i mean it's a24 horror like <laughs> right. it should be up my alley right yeah. like i'm i feel like that's i'm the weird one yeah uh it's so like it's, that I, yeah uh, yeah somehow it's like no. that um that TikTok that I sent that was like the guy, uh, Chris Little, I think is his name, where he's just like, oh, yeah, I like A24, like elevated horror, but it's actually, it's about grief. 
Um, it's <laughs> grief. It's about yeah. grief. Uh, what, what, so what's great. the fake one he says? Thou art, art doth? Something like that. <laughs> that's, that's an amazing one. It's oh so good. So good. Yeah. I'll dig that up and put a link to it in the show notes, of oh, course. Oh, please but, do. Yeah. That, those, guys, those sketches you guys, you've sent of the, that, that yeah. TikTok guy or whatever he's, are very funny. He's he's fantastic. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that should just about do it for our review of Thanksgiving. Brent, do you have any other thoughts on it before we go into our uh, our second review <laughs> i don't know like uh, uh yeah i get yeah. four out of five which sounds low for how much nice. i've been sort of like you know <laughs> praising it it's still like you know it's it's still a, a it, slasher genre is still one that i have kind of a admittedly a low ceiling for sure um but this is definitely one of the better ones like i've seen in a long time and mm-hmm. yeah i think at this point i don't think about it it's probably my favorite uh horror movie of the year nice um, i don't think it'll be like in my top 10 but sure um you know al- almost certainly be like in my top 25 yeah it's, it's a lot of fun oh yeah and i i should say with the caveat that um it could be in my top 10 will likely be in my top 10 but <laughs> it'll be a long like, six weeks man <laughs> it, that's the thing we're in award season we're getting screeners like it's yeah like i saw the trailer for ferrari and i was like i can't wait for the neon ones um <laughs> yeah so so yeah so anyway uh yeah that... matt lynch was on trailer on twitter talking about how oh, that's yeah. his thanksgiving prayer is that <laughs> yes. the neon bible arrives before yeah. thanksgiving which uh we'll see yeah we'll see we'll get it but uh i'm yeah it's it's a busy <laughs> time neon. exactly yes <laughs> um all right that is our review of thanksgiving um it is currently in theaters uh brent rated it four stars i rated it four and a half stars um check uh check like letterbox and everything um and uh yeah uh let's go into our second review of the night we're gonna do a uh probably somewhat brief well we can keep it to non-spoilers i guess um that's kind of been what i've been doing with the secondary reviews but uh we'll do a non-spoiler review for please don't destroy the treasure of foggy mountain which is currently streaming on peacock and i'm going to play a clip from the trailer to bring us into that non-spoiler review what the hell were you doing you're three hours late dad you don't understand the car was busted so we had to shred why your lips red were you eating a snow cone it's a really good guess what kind of adults rollerblade? The police are here, and they're saying that you bought alcohol for minors. Thanks, boys! In Europe, the drinking age is like 10. They could have been European. What made you think they were European? They had a certain je ne sais quoi. I think yeah. one of them was eating pent au chocolat. Guys, everyone <laughs> thinks we're losers, but that's about to change. Okay, so please don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain. The premise, according to IMDb, is it follows three friends who live together. When they realize that they don't like their life trajectory, they set off to find a gold treasure that is rumored to be buried in the nearby mountain. Uh, Director for this movie was Pale Briganti. Um, writers and stars of it are Martin Herlihy, John Higgins, and Ben Marshall. Uh, these guys com- they they comprise of Please Don't Destroy, a comedy group that is very uh, prolific on uh, SNL with um, segments on SNL. I became aware of them in late 2020 or early 2021 um when i just happened to pawn a tiktok of ben marshall's where it was them doing a 
a vaccine bit where <laughs> like I had talked I, I talked about it on the podcast at some point or maybe in Patreon, but like the bit was hilarious. Like in that in that TikTok, that sketch, Ben uh like comes like comes home and the other guys are sitting there and he's just like, Hey, I got the vaccine. Um and like, yeah, the summer's gonna be great. And then they're like, Oh yeah, what did you get? Did you get um uh Johnson and Johnson or, or Pfizer? And he's like, Oh, I got the Doom Breaker. Um, and then he just starts telling like what it was like, like, yeah, they took like a pint of my blood and, you know, they kept saying like, doom breaker, doom breaker. And like, it was like a ritualistic <laughs> thing. It's hilarious. If I can find it, I'll put it in the show notes and everything. But anyway, that's when I came, became aware of them. Um, so when I found out that they were going to be uh, having a movie out this year, I was very excited about it, and I was very excited to uh, watch Please Don't Destroy, which, again, is streaming on Peacock. Brent, how did you feel about Please Don't Destroy, The Treasure of Foggy Mountain, and what is your history with this this group of young lads that make the funnies? Um, yeah, I became aware of them on yeah SNL. I think the first bit I remember them doing was one about uh, Hard Seltzer. Okay. And they had all of these different brands of hard seltzer that were increasingly absurd and uh, improbable. And I, nice. I thought they were, it was it was really, really funny. And so they, they've come out with a number one since then. I think their most popular one is probably Three Sad Virgins. I think oh, that's yeah. kind of their dick in a box. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, which, you know, Taylor Swift uh, guessed it on. So I think that's, yeah. pro since Taylor Swift's on, it's probably their most popular thing. Yeah. I, think, I think we just say that. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, they've done plenty, plenty of other ones. And uh, yeah, really, really funny guys. Mm -hmm. um, I went into this thinking, I guess I was thinking more of Game Over Man, which oh, is the yeah. one that, that workaholics guys did for Netflix that was awful. Yes. Um, as opposed to something like Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping, mm -hmm. which is the one that Lonely Island did, who are, of course, Lonely Island, also SNL guys. That was such a sort of like, heightened thing in terms of like pop star in terms of what that movie's doing mm -hmm. this is the uh, you know the please don't destroy movie is is lower stakes in terms of like like they're doing a goonies riff and like that's yeah. about what it has going for it in terms <laughs> of uh conceptualization so that's uh so that's all fine um having said that liked it a whole lot uh nice. made, me, made me laugh a whole lot these guys are just uh really funny just you know wonderful chemistry mm -hmm. um it reminded me, it was like what a workaholics movie probably should have been, mm -hmm. like, quite honestly. Um, <laughs> I think they they tap into definitely some hot rodness to this, I would yeah. say. That was one that that is technically not like a Lonely Island movie, even though it kind of is. Because, right. Yeah, you know, Yorma and, and Akiva are like, mm -hmm. you know, in that movie, worked on it or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah yeah funny i don't know you know it's, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those movies it's not i mean either it makes you laugh or not and it, it, it made me laugh uh they come up yeah. with funny voices and characters uh mm -hmm. there is a repressed <laughs> uh uh character in one of them named lawrence mm -hmm. uh who may or may not come out later in the movie who's just a goofball yeah that uh, martin was probably he's the one that's lawrence he was probably my mm -hmm. favorite there's a bit early on where he has to raise his voice over something they work in a like a uh, oh yeah a cabela's type shop mm -hmm. uh, like a bath pro shop uh sort of thing <laughs> that one of them that care that ben is trying to inherit from conan o'brien his right. dad which they did get that casting spot on <laughs> that was great um yeah but but martin's like he's raising his voice that he's talking about uh you know whatever mm -hmm. certain 
his sexual relationship with his with his girlfriend yes. and how it goes. And <laughs> he does. It's not just him raising his voice like his normal mm-hmm. character would, but he he does this like he does this other thing with it that is so goofy and ridiculous and his whole attitude about the whole thing uh this is like 10 minutes and and it it, Mm. i was like okay well we're we're in good hands yeah that that part in particular was was pretty good because you're expecting one thing from it you're expecting it to go the cliched route of like someone yelling personal information but it just keeps going and it is something that is just the comedy is in what he's saying and how like the normalcy of the conversation like the the attitude of it like the the thing that makes it funny is that he's yelling over a loud sound and it's not so much the i don't know it's just it's it's very very well constructed and for me i i really enjoyed the movie i ended up rating it three and a half stars um if that matters to anyone but um it's interesting i know that i know that the the correlation between please don't destroy and lonely island is there and that that's a very strong thing um it was it was interesting because i kind of connected it more to um Derek comedy's mystery team did you ever see that with uh, no oh man oh it's so like it is so awesome it's um dc pearson uh donald glover and uh, someone else, but um, basically they're a group of guys in their 20s who had a detective agency when they were kids and they have not grown up from that. So they still have a detective agency in their 20s. It's hilarious. It is this type of comedy. And that's something that I like if you are not on the wavelength of like if you're not buying into the overall like over the top, not even over the top, but just silliness of the premise of the movie, then you're not going to have a good time with it. But if you're kind of vibing with it, like any comedy, really, it's something that'll, that'll really, uh, really be good. And there were parts in this movie that I, like, it wasn't all like laugh out loud funny throughout it, but there were a few like key moments, uh, where I was like cackling, like just, it just very much enjoying it. So I really, I really liked it. Yeah, I mean, I kept thinking because it's been a, I, I only watched, you know, Game Over Man uh, mm-hmm. once, uh, which is the Netflix one that yeah. you know, with workaholic guys and similar kind of thing in terms of the setup where we have, you know, three guys living together, mm-hmm. Arrested Development, you know, low on money in this movie, in, you know, in, in the Foggy Mountain movie, they're trying to get, a you know, this bust of Marie Antoinette and all this mm-hmm. stuff that's going to be worth a lot of money. And that's kind of their way out. So, th- so this movie is riffing on the Goonies a lot, pretty much in the same way that Game Over Man is riffing on um, not Aliens, but uh, Die Hard is yeah. the one that they're doing primarily. And they mention that multiple times in the movie and very self-aware about it, blah, blah, blah. And I kept going back to that movie when I was watching Foggy Mountain. I was like, why does this one work and that one doesn't? Uh, and I think, I, I don't really exactly, I think it's just, I think they tried to like improv too much on that movie or something. And I think not that the writing is like super strong in this movie or anything, (laughs) but it's, it works. I mean, and maybe you get that in these comedy movies where sometimes it just doesn't work. And then other times it does. Um, And I think workaholics is like a funny show. I think those guys are funny, but that movie didn't work. And um, this one just did. So um, hard to know. I mean, I think this one goes into a little more, 
like it gets a little sillier with like the the, the cult stuff and you have the yeah. purple overalls Bo and yang plays kind of the, the cult leader and that mm-hmm. sort of thing uh i don't think it is funny i don't think it's something that makes this movie a lot like like deeper or anything or makes the roster that much more impressive it's just like another thing that they're sort of riffing on Mm -hmm. um so uh, yeah i don't know this one just works because the 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 jokes are funny they do have Mm -hmm. there are two park ranger characters uh played by uh uh megan megan stalter and x mayo i think is how they say their name um they were both quite funny i thought um, i thought so too and, and sort of work into the sort of like you know zipper weave in with these uh three guys um it kind of it it just sort of works i thought both of them were on the same wavelength with these kind of goofy guys um there's sort of a little fling with john and and, mm-hmm. and one of the ladies and stuff and they have an instant connection because she also recognizes the grinch as the scariest movie <laughs> of all time right so you know they're just going to hit it off mm-hmm. and um so uh so i thought that was that was funny i thought they like they were they were two performers that i was like i would it would be cool to see them even in some other you oh, know yeah. offshoot thing or whatever um I, so they were strong yeah i definitely agree and it's something that I kind of feel like those, like the the introduction of those characters felt like it wouldn't have, it it maybe shouldn't have worked as well as it did because they are very direct and there's not a lot of subtlety to it it, because they're kind of orchestrating like, like suddenly they're like following them so that they can get the treasure too and, and everything. And there's some kind of on the nose stuff with that, but there's just something about the overall energy combined with the chemistry of pretty much everyone involved is just very uh, charismatic and there's a lot of chemistry between them um, throughout the movie. And again, it's just, if you buy into the silliness of the premise and also the fact that they don't call too much attention to the absurdity of it all throughout the movie, it just, it works, it works in its own special way. I really, I really like that. I am getting to the age. So they mentioned that they are 26. Yeah. It's a joke early on. They say, like, we're in our 20s. We're 26. We're not 21. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. There's a difference. Yeah. Um, I don't know what is going on with the youths today, but I love yeah. the nostalgia that we're having for mid-aughts rock. <laughs> yes yes uh, <laughs> i like uh, they do a roller skate sequence early on to d-a-n-c-e by justice which is an incredible song mm-hmm. um uh take me out by franz ferdinand is played on two different occasions second, yep the first one's kind of teased and then the second one they, they did the full thing um there's a fight anthem uh <laughs> set to young folks by peter Warren and john and i'm just like <laughs> it's I, incredible. Yeah, i'm just like i don't know how old these guys are. I know that doesn't really necessarily matter. I just like that we are putting these songs back in the zeitgeist however yes. we can because they're they're great songs. And oh yeah. Uh you know, it's it, it's just good to hear them in, in, in oh, movies. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And like especially like Take Me Out, I when that when that song was teased, like it was one of those things where I haven't listened to Franz Ferdinand in a while. And like 
I like in my brain, I was trying to remember like the song. I was trying to remember the song like in my head. I was like singing it as I was, it was being teased. And I was like, wait, what is that song? It was like one of those things where it's like right on the tip of my tongue. And then when it recurs later in the later in the movie, like right before, like it really comes in. I was like, oh, yeah, it's take me out. Take me out. That's right. Um, but yeah, the, the needle drops in this were just a delight, an absolute delight. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really loved them. Um, yeah, the over the top stuff too is just, it's, it, it was really good. I was very impressed. Very impressed. Um, there's one thing in this that I'm not, I wasn't like offended by it or anything, but sure. you sort of, when you, when troops like this or people, you sort of get a, a sense of their comic sensibilities or mm-hmm. sort of what uh what they're drawn to i was it, it was int- it was of note to me how many pedophile jokes there were in this movie yeah and, and i wasn't like offended it <laughs> no. just i was after a while i was like mm. yeah <laughs> there was there's there was one there's one like in the cult members mm-hmm. there's one early on the johnny flames thing how that thing ends yes that, that's that's really funny oh yeah and it's and it's not that they weren't funny but it's just again you sort of get it and you're just like all right interesting it's how many times we're going to that well interesting yeah oh yeah <laughs> but, i uh, i definitely agree with you there that and uh, there was something else, but I can't remember. But um, I do think that it was. I noted this in in my notes. I just put <laughs> there's a quote from one of the park rangers that it's interesting that this line was in the movie, um, since a similar line that we referenced in the review for Thanksgiving was also in where she says, "Every day of my life, I've killed something." Or I think that was Conan O'Brien's line. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, and I just I. I was just like, oh, nice. That's a good, it's a good line. Interesting parallel. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It's funny that Conan would be this rugged outdoorsman. That <laughs> yeah. was a funny bit. He's funny in it. I mean, we don't we usually see him pop up in movies very often. No, no. Uh, so it was, it was fun to watch him, you know, sort of riff with them. I'm sure he was on set for like two days. But, oh, well, yeah. like, probably more than that because he's in the fight at the end. But regardless, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was, he was, you know, he's, you know, everyone loves Conan. He's awesome. And it makes oh, sense yeah. that he would be Ben's dad, of course, too. Oh, and absolutely. There, of course, there's a whole thing about, how he has to uh, win his dad's, uh, you know, respect so mm-hmm. he can run the business. Yeah, I would say Martin was my favorite of the mm-hmm. three. I like his thing of the, uh, he's not really a born again, he's just like a <laughs> at gunpoint Christian, right. they really say, essentially. <laughs> he's at this adult baptism and they're like, yep. dude, you're not like strung out on drugs or out of prison. <laughs> like, why are you getting baptized at 26? <laughs> That's all thing. That was all funny. That was uh, and the suit he wears, of course. There's oh, these so two different great. suits he has that yes. are amazing. <laughs> that are just ridiculous suits. And uh, he was of the three. Uh, he, he was kind of the one that sort of, I think, showed up the most for me here. But they're all, they're the funny guys. And, you know, I, of course, the, you yeah. know, it's what the, what's going to come across with this movie, of course, is that they're, you know, their, their friendship is going to be tested and then, mm-hmm. you know, come out stronger in the end. We know that's where this is going. Oh, absolutely. Um, and yeah, I agree. Martin is definitely the highlight for me, but the other two are just as good in my opinion. They're just the, the comedic energy, like the chemistry among the three of them is just, is just really, it, they work really, really well together. Um, there was one line I won't spoil what it is, but a line that John has when it's the tasering scene, the tasing (laughs) scene, like I there, it is just a, 
uh, it's interesting also because of the context of the joke. But anyway, um, but the line that he says was just so out of left field that like I paused it and I was just cackling and I was just like, this is, <laughs> this is, this is good. I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> so, um, that reminded so, yeah. me of the, you know, uh, Ricky Bobby stabbing himself in the leg. <laughs> oh yeah. Sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, but it gets, uh, you know it's a different sort of thing it's absolutely yeah, it's very funny without yeah. without spoiling anything too i will say there the person who is doing the voiceover in this movie mm-hmm. and there's a line towards the very very end of the movie that i thought was it, who who does the voiceover and and all that stuff and then the line that they have kind of wrapping everything up i mm-hmm. thought was all really funny i'm no, glad yeah. they got that person to do it that was that was a good gag too. So nice. yeah, I mean, it works. It's, it's an hour and a half. It's on Peacock. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, I think it's one of those ones that might get sort of overlooked. Who knows mm-hmm. if people will, will come to it. I don't know how much they're advertising it. I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know but, either. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I saw I it on a side. I saw it this morning with a big bowl of cereal. I yep. mean, I, ideal conditions. Yep. So I you know. saw it this afternoon after seeing a, seeing a guy dressed up as a pilgrim massacre, a bunch of people in a town. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Good, yep. good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I ended up rating it three and a half stars. Brent, what did you end up rating it on Letterboxd? Yeah, uh, three and a half. Three and a half. Well. Nice. Yep. Uh, so that is our review of Please Don't Destroy the Treasure of Foggy Mountain. And uh, I guess that'll basically do it for the episode. <laughs> um, yeah. Brent, thank you once again for joining me um, once again on the show. Uh, can you tell people where they can find you online and uh, where they can find uh, more of your reviews and work and everything? Um. Yeah, I, pretty much everything, the best place to find it is awakeinthedark.com. Um, that's all my written reviews, everything I write for WhatsApp, uh, all my podcast episodes. Uh, my letterbox, Facebook, Twitter is all sort of linked there. But yeah, you can pretty much find me. I think it's Awake in the Dark Reviews on Instagram and Threads. Uh, it's AITD Reviews on Twitter slash X and uh, Facebook I think it's Awaken the Dark Reviews on Facebook as well. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. And then I think, yeah, just Awaken the Dark on Letterboxd. Sweet. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I'll put links to all that in the show notes, of course. Um, also read uh, his review of Thanksgiving. That's going to be posting tomorrow, tomorrow. right? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> by the time you guys are listening to this, it's been a couple of days. So uh, as you're sitting around the Thanksgiving table, definitely print out Brent's Thanksgiving review, <laughs> read it. Um, line by the line. Family. Yeah, yes. Pass it around. Yeah. Yes. This yep. is what I'm thankful for. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So thank you once again, Brent. Um, uh, next time on the podcast, since we're going weekly, uh, I, I feel very weird saying that. Um, just like it's, it's you can do pressure. it, man. I thank One you. One step at a time. I hope so. But uh, next week we are going to be reviewing napoleon and with a secondary review of may december which will be on netflix on december 1st uh so stay tuned for that next week on the show um in the meantime check out patreon patreon.com slash obsessive viewer i'm gonna start playing us out here uh patreon.com slash obsessive viewer tons and tons and tons of stuff i'm doing uh patreon potpourri episodes where i'm reviewing stuff 
that I watch for award season. So there's going to be a lot of content over there. Those are full length episodes. Also weekly reviews of Stephen King related stuff. So that's at patreon.com slash obsessive viewer. Thank you guys once again for listening and thank you Brent for joining me and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for having me. And now enjoy this short clip from our Patreon exclusive RSS feed for the full clip and more exclusive Patreon content, such as early access to episodes, TV book and movie reviews and reaction recordings, commentary tracks, and Patreon poopery episodes. Go to patreon.com slash obsessive viewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of $1 per month. Thank you and enjoy. The movie, thankfully, doesn't go too hard on the nostalgia, although the nostalgia is a very important component of the movie overall. So I think by having that, those 8-bit visual uh, visual things uh, th- periodically throughout the movie, I think that that also enhances the just strong nostalgia base for the movie. So what I mean by that is... This podcast was edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find links to all of our shows at ObsessiveViewer.com slash podcasts. For exclusive bonus content, including reviews, commentaries, and B-roll episodes, you can subscribe to our Patreon at Patreon.com slash ObsessiveViewer. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.